When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And how you guys doing? Welcome to the show. As always, second uh, half of the show will be coming up. Hit that link. It's in the community chat. Go to Discord, download the app, all that good stuff. You guys know the drill. Anyway, today I'm actually going to be focusing on just one article. And the reason I'm going to do that is because you're going to see how the media and law enforcement have really turned stuff down in Knoxville. Now they're running articles how the neighbors want police to do more after that incident between the outlaws and the pagans. Boy, have we had a lot come out on that incident. Hell, we had even the Blue Knights come out and give their two cents, which, why would you do that? Really? I think you might next time want to give it to a PR guy because you really, really look stupid coming out saying the stuff that you did say. Here's a question I have for everybody. Would you rather, and this is a legitimate question, would you rather have a police department near your house or would you want a clubhouse near your property? I'd have to say a clubhouse. And people are say, what are you talking about? Why? It is, and every creator talks about this. It's a known fact that when you're around a clubhouse in a neighborhood, I know this is especially true for Chicago, things are a lot safer. A lot safer. Hell, if you went to New York before they moved out of uh, 3rd Street to Hells Angels, those neighbors were loving that club. You, They would go to the club before they would even the cops. That's saying something right there that the people in these neighborhoods around these clubhouse, they love them. But then, you get all this media buzz. And yes, there was an incident. It popped off. It's not like it's every day. Hell, there's more gang stuff going on on the street corners than there are clubs getting into it. But you're not going to hear that from the media. Now, let's go to this story I wanted to cover. And I'm not going to do the video because it's just a rehash of everything. This is their title of their article on WATE.com. Quote, we don't feel safe. Neighbors want change after two killed suspected biker gang conflict. Right. What probably happened was, 
because that was at a bar that this happened. It wasn't at a clubhouse around the neighborhood. They didn't put that in there. They probably got a couple people off the street to give their thoughts, and they didn't know anything that was going on in this incident. After two people were killed in a suspected biker gang conflict, those who live in the area said they want more to be done to keep the area safe. Hell, put a motorcycle club clubhouse there, you'll be safe. Uh, they give uh, who died, all that kind of stuff. Here's a quote from one of the people. It's become a nuisance to our neighborhood, said one person who lives near the bar and grill who didn't want to be identified. We don't feel safe. Okay. Is it the bar or is it the clubs? They never said any of that stuff here in the article. Now, if it's a bar, we all know that anybody that lives near a bar complains. That's all they do is complain. It can be the most uppity bar around and you'll still find somebody who cries about it. And I hate to tell these people, but stuff happens at those uppity bars as well. According to police records, there have been several 911 calls and one other citation regarding shootings at Hatmaker's Bar and Grill over the past five years. Okay. What's the 911 calls? What's the citation? It says what here? There was another shooting. Was it club related? None of these questions are in here. See, they never expand behind beyond what they want you to hear. So they can mold this story and their way of thinking. One woman who lives in the neighborhood nearby said she was home when she heard the commotion down the street. Quote, all of a sudden we were watching TV and I heard several rounds of gunshots, she explained. About that time I looked out my door and there were police everywhere. Can we be honest? Let's just be honest. Most people wouldn't know what a gunshot sounds like if it was right next to them. Most of the times, it sounds like fireworks. So you're going to tell me she knew right away that this was gunshots. Deanna Lewis takes her son to physical therapy right next door to Hatmakers. At 23 weeks, he was diagnosed with uh, uh, CP, so he has a lot of therapy that he's got to do. She said they want to continue the therapy sessions there, but incidences like this one has her concern for her child's safety. This is happening in an open parking lot where we can be traveling from our cars and the therapy or from out. It's scary. It's scary when you hear this kind of stuff happening. It really is. Police said the shooting was gang-related. Of course they would. Hell, 
I kind of wonder if they got the Blue Knights out there doing their PR work for them. Uh, the Knox County District Attorney General uh, said they are aware of motorcycle gangs in Knoxville and have a task force dedicated to gang crime. Maybe you want to worry about the street corner gangs. Because it sure ain't biker gangs, as you say, always anyway, that are tearing up your neighborhoods. Clubs are not the ones you got to worry about. But we'll never get that through your thick skulls. Again, I think uh, the Blue Knights are the ones that are your PR reps. Then this goes on to say neighbors said they want more to be done. I want to see that bar go. It needs to be shut down. Sometimes you got to say to yourself, and I do feel sorry for bar owners, man. Do I? Because all they're trying to do is run a business, and it's the idiots that come in, start the problems. That's why they probably got all kinds of 911 calls. But you have to say to yourself, at least they're calling the cops. They're not letting it go on and on and on. Plus, this was in the parking lot. Wasn't in the bar. The first place that these people always go after is the bar and the bar owner, which I personally don't think is right. Now, you can argue, and I've talked about this before, as far as colors and stuff in a bar, you can, you can argue this, where they have no choice because you have people that are calling for them to go out of business. And it's not cheap opening a bar, especially startup cost. So when you do see no club colors on the doors of these bars, that's because they're looking out for their interest. Maybe, you know, they had, it claims it had a shooting incident before, it didn't say club or whatever, but maybe they had that incident go down. So if you've seen a club, no club color sign, would you blame them? See, you got to put yourself in their shoes as well. But it was something else when I read this, because I was like, you know what? The propaganda is thick. It is thick, man. Are they going to use this to shut the guy down? I don't know. One thing I do know is if those neighbors who spoke out in this article knew clubs and new club guys, they wouldn't be scared. They really wouldn't. And that takes me back to one of the safest places are around a clubhouse. Because you usually don't have any damn problems there because it's all straightened out in the neighborhood, just them being there. Let me know what you guys think. Interesting article right there. Very interesting. Do you think the neighbors should be, you know, be worried about their safety? Do you think the bar should lose its license over something like this? Let me know. We'll be right back right after this.
I switch on. And now for my next number, I'd like to return to the classic. The top ready to rumble. Okay, you did a short yesterday. Yeah. Reason or season? Okay, technically it was at 2 o'clock this morning. 2 o'clock this morning. Yeah, after I recorded for tonight's show. What was the point behind it? Toxic people. Toxic people. Yeah. What are toxic people to you? They can be friends. They can be family. And in my opinion, a toxic person is one that basically makes you feel like you have to be something you're not. Makes you... um, Feel like crap about yourself. Um. Every time you do that, I'm going to make fun of you. Okay. You've been on the air too long to be saying um. Um. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, for real. They, they, they just make you... Everything's always about them. 
the world has to revolve around them. You're basically just like uh, a piece of shit compared to them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, it sometimes takes a while for you to realize that you have these kind of people in your life. And when you do realize that they're there and that they're not making your life better, they're making your life worse or making you feel worse about yourself as a person, then it's time to cut those people free. And you got to realize, tis the season to get rid of the toxins. So it goes by season. No, not really. <laughs> not really. You've been doing a lot of shorts over on your YouTube channel. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are just like me throwing some of my favorite TikTok videos in there, but that's okay. Other than that, it's your, your, your thoughts in that little brain. I do have thoughts. I mean, I did one about people thinking they have to be perfect, and they don't. So would I be considered a toxic person? I don't know, man. Sometimes you're kind of crazy cruel, but other times you're not. So, you know, my ass is still on the fence. Just kidding. <laughs> what do you mean I'm crazy? Uh, what do you mean? I'm not toxic. No, no, meaning uh, you're crazy. Yeah, you're crazy because, man, I hear some of the stuff that comes out of your mouth. I mean, look at all the freaking hate mail you get because of some of the stuff. Dude, sometimes I got to sit here and go, stop talking. What do you mean, stop talking? Everybody loves hearing me talk. Okay. That's why they listen. Okay. Anyway, we had a good show yesterday uh, night yeah, with that, uh, that was in, that was a, John and Heather. Yeah, that was a. Cool what did you one. think about them? They were, you know, what that's true. Dude, ride or die, right let there. Let me tell you, those two are probably the most real people I've seen in a long time. I, I you know, bless them for having. You know, they do have a an adult, an adult uh, autism, an adult child that has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids with special needs are, you know, they're special. You're damn right they are. They face life like hell, man. They go through that smiling. They do. And they basically go through, they go through so much that we'll never realize because we're not in their shoes. Right. You know, and it's like, sometimes you, do you ever sit back sometimes, seriously, and be like, I wonder what it's like being them when i look at them i feel weak as with somebody with special needs yeah i feel weak because nothing in my life is as bad as what they went through and they do it with a smile and we bitch and we cry yeah. and we whine yeah i feel like a bitch i do that is Something that's a joy to actually see when they smile and stuff. Mm -hmm. They just go and go and go and face life as they should. Yeah. They face life like there's no cares in the world. And as far as we go, it's like we're always worried about everything. And those with special needs, they just take each day as it comes. Like for you getting emails now. I don't know. I've only gotten two now, so but I, I'm good. I, I like it. Well, that's cool. I like getting emails, and they're not haters yet. Notice I said yet. 
because it could happen. Well, maybe we'll get haters after this subject right here. We're going to be talking about the Unabomber. Ted, yes. Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. And I kind of looked at it from different angles. And I hate to say it. Some of the stuff he said was true, man. If you guys don't know who the Unabomber is. Which I don't know how they wouldn't. He was the one who lived off-grid, left civilization, and the reason why he did that was he felt like technology, and this is what, in the 1970s, early 80s when he started, was going to be the end. He did it between 78 and 95. He thought it was going to be the end of humanity because of the technology that was coming out. That's what he did. He felt that way. And do you know what? In 2022, we're actually seeing those effects of technology. Wouldn't you agree? As far as what sense of the technology? As far as it's made it a worse world. Come on, look at the socialization. Nobody has it anymore. You know, that is 100% true because it's like yesterday there was a group of kids that came in to my work and I don't think any, like there was five and three out of the five never looked up from their phones. And it's like you're, you're, in, you're outside of your house, you're with friends, mm-hmm. why are you on it? Are you texting the one next to you? <coughs> I mean, is that what they're doing? They're texting each other instead of verbally talking to each other, I guess. Our kids used to do it. Well, in 1978, there used to be a couple channels. Well, here in Chicago, anyway. 257932. And 11. And 11. Mm. That's all there was in that era. Yeah. Now you look at 2022, we got digital streaming. We got all kinds of channels. And the difference in programming Mm -hmm. is just ridiculous. There's stuff on TV you never thought that'd be on TV. Oh, and they say things on TV you never thought they'd say on TV. (laughs) And you got kids actually watching it because we all know parents. There's one of two things they do. Put them in front of a TV or put a game in their hands. Yeah, nowadays. And they get brainwashed into thinking that's real. Mm-hmm. Come on, you got pe- you got kids that think GTA 5 is real. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 100% true there. When I look at the manifestos that he made, and he was explaining everything. See, he was a genius. Literally a genius. Mm-hmm. I think he was, what, a professor of math or something like that? Oh, he was a math whiz, yes. A math whiz? hmm And he said, besides the technology, that we were going to kill the environment. Which, hey, the environment's not too good right now. Come on, it was raining and it was freaking freezing here. Until like last week when usually at the end of March and 
April, it, you know, it would rain. It would be cold, but in May it would start, you know, because our planting season's, what, May 15th? Mm-hmm. Hell, everything would be frozen right now with the uh, frost. Oh, and Kaczynski, for the record, has a master's and doctoral degree in mathematics. He got it in 64 to 67. Different time period then, too. Exactly. So he was kind of a forward thinker when it came to looking around him and saying, well, technology is bad. And that's one of the reasons why he moved out in the middle of nowhere is because he wanted to be a part of nature. I'm talking this dude didn't have nothing. Yeah, he was actually residing in Lombard, Illinois back in the like 69, 70s. Damn, man, we put out some crazies from Illinois. Yeah, but then in 1971, he he moved to a remote cabin that he had built outside Lincoln, Montana. Lincoln, Montana. Mm -hmm. He could simply live with only a little money and without electricity or running water. Why did, does it say, why did he start the bombings? Because what he used to do is make a bomb, send that shit. And it was really targeted to fellow professors. And he'd blow their asses up. His initial bombing, his very first mail bomb, was directed at uh, someone named Buckley Christ. He was a professor of materials engineering at Northwestern University. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was May 25th, 1978. That was his first bombing. That was his first one. But the funny thing is, is the package bearing his return address was found in the parking lot at the University of Chicago. And the package was returned to Crisp. So basically it was left somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it, the re- and and instead of just having like the return address blank, right? It had the professor's home address. He was making sure. He made sure that if this package was found, that it was not returned to him, of course, but it was returned to the target, basically. And he was actually really good at hiding who he was. He only got caught in 95 because he was putting those manifestos out, Mm -hmm. and his brother turned them in. Yep. Because the brother noticed some of the writings. Yeah. Well, and it's like his his brother, back even in 1978, fired him for writing insulting limericks about a female supervisor that Ted kind of like had a thing for briefly. So it's like... Because they worked at a foam rubber factory back then. And his own brother fired him. <laughs> I would have stayed away from dude. And it's like, you know, I'm sorry, but that should have been a sign. I mean, who knows what the limerick said? I mean, they claim it's insulting, but it doesn't specifically say what it was. But for your own brother to fire you from a job? Man, that's like, no. That's just not right. One of his quotes, and we'll discuss this quote, what it means to you. You can't eat your cake and have it too. To gain one thing, you have to sacrifice another. He makes you think. Yeah, he's pretty deep. 
That is deep. I'll tell you what, if I was on 420, I'd be thinking about that 24 hours a day. Well, and the funny thing is, is technically the saying goes, um, you can have your cake and eat it too, or at least people think they can. Well, it was a reversal of the famous saying, uh, it says, one of the phases within the eco-anarchist manifesto. He was a big, big deal on this climate change stuff. Mm-hmm. I have argued before that the Earth goes through warming cycles because, shit, if you look at uh, Earth's history, Antarctica used to be green, used to be filled with forests. But now the ozone layer, yeah, we know that one's for real. A lot of different species are dying off. And we have to admit, storms, they're getting worse. Hell, look at some of the storms we've had here with the tornadoes. Yeah, for real. And then you got these hurricanes popping. You got droughts out west. We can't deny it. But then you get into the argument of... What do we do about it? Who's telling the truth? Who's lying? Hell, look what happened with the whales in the 80s, man. We Remember to save the whales? Mm-hmm. Here, here's something that I see that that I that kind of caught my attention about what he uh, a quote from him. He specifically said that the system has to regulate human behavior closely in order to function. Really? Yeah. That's deep. That's one of the that's one of the things that he thought about it. He's he basically is arguing he argues that erosion of human freedom is a natural product of an industrial society. Well, let's give a background to this guy. He has an IQ of one hundred and sixty seven. Holy shit. He's smart. He was certified a genius. He was born in Illinois in ninety or in forty two. See, we uh, put the cycles out of Illinois. I'm telling you. He graduated high school and entered Harvard at the age of fifteen. We put the psychos and the, the crooked governors out. Completed his PhD in mathematics at twenty five and became the youngest professor to be hired by the University of California and Berkeley the same year. Well, maybe that's where we got uh, the climate change stuff is from Berkeley, because they crazy over there. <laughs> They're freaking nuts. That's something I talk about on my new show over on Rumble. The first video is dropping today at 5 p.m. You know, I'm calling it the Midwest Meatball. Gotta have some fun. Why are you dropping it at the same time as mine? It's on a different platform. Okay. Okay, don't watch his. Watch his later and watch mine, though. Yeah, watch yours first, then then mine. Then you can go back. But on Rumble, I'm looking at a different audience than I got on YouTube. I'm just saying. What's that say if he... It's like he was the evil genius, man. Those are the people you have to worry about more than the psycho... uh, What's it called? The psycho freaking uh, murderers, the serial killers and shit. Oh, you mean like Dahmer and all? Yeah, that the stuff. ones with IQs are like, holy fuck, man, that's scary shit. 
Well, people think you always got to watch out for the ones that are mentally unstable. Maybe in this case, you need to watch out for somebody that's smart as hell. He has an IQ of 167. He would have never been caught if it wasn't for his manifestos. What I think happened is, because if you ever see uh, the pick of his cabin in the middle of the woods, it started taking over him where he didn't have human contact. With all the publicity that he was getting, he wrote those manifestos, and he was getting big-time attention. Mm-hmm. I think that's where his downfall was, was his mental health at that point. Because this guy was smart as hell. You put him in an urban environment where he had contact with others, I bet he would have never got caught. Well, here's something that was interesting. It, the fellow alumnus of Harvard University in 2000 for the Atlantic, I guess it's a paper there, they wrote that it's true that many believe Kaczynski was insane because they needed to believe it. But truly the disturbing aspect of Kaczynski and his ideas is not that, that they are so foreign, but yet they are familiar. You can, you can relate to it, just like I said. I can relate to some of the stuff that he was talking about. And the, the, the guy that wrote the article said, We need to see Kaczynski as exceptional, madman or genius... Because the alternative is much more frightening. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde shit here. That's what I was just going to say. It's like, yeah, exactly like that. He shows that he is such a genius and he, you know, used that stuff, you know, with his degree and everything. And he's so dang smart. But yet there's the flip side to him of who would have known that he you know until his manifesto that he's like in his house building all these bombs you're damn right who would have who would have known 95 was that when he got caught you said yeah i think so his first manifesto in 95 was titled industrial society and its future uh he sent that to the new york times washington post along with a letter demanding that it be published for the masses or else he would continue his crusade, meaning he would still keep on throwing the bombs out there. Now, he rallied against the consequences of the Industrial Revolution that have divorced humans from their natural environment. Mm -hmm. Well, he's he's had had even back in in 2010, he did a... um, University of Michigan, Dearborn, philosophy professor David, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name, helped complete or helped compile Kaczynski's work about technological slavery. You got that damn right. And it's only going to get worse. Look at everything on the internet right now. Everybody's a slave to social media. Mm Mm-hmm. We can sit there and try to say, hey, you know, we're going to put it away. We're going to put it away. We're never going to put that away. It's just going to get worse, especially when Meta, formerly Facebook, gets involved in the Metaverse. When they start putting uh, VR uh, headsets on everybody and you don't have to leave your house 
to do anything. Well, I mean, not just that, but they've got, <clears throat> which we've talked about, you know, they're talking about inserting chips in your... And people are right now... In your skin. To, they love doing it. To, like, scan to pay for things, and it's like, okay, this... No. Uh, no. Not doing that. But they're conditioning people... Come on, you look at her granddaughter. She's, what, four years old and already knows to use the freaking phone better than I do. Five. Five. <laughs> she knows how to use that better than I do. Look at the twins. Mm -hmm. The twins are all over that tablet. They, what the they they know how to find their their little cartoons and stuff. Are we making kids smarter by starting them off on technology earlier, or are we actually hurting them? We got to ask ourselves that question. To be honest, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, hurting them because people are using it as a babysitter, but helping them because everything is so computerized now. It's like. You go, you go to school, and you don't handwrite papers anymore. They don't even know cursive. No, they don't. So it's like you don't see, like, back when we were in high school, yeah, we had to do, like, a five-page report about a book or whatever, and it was all handwritten, and, you know, you had the rough draft, then you had the final copy, and they don't even do that anymore because they're submitting everything via computer like email or class or google classroom or whatever and if you didn't spell check your own work then your teacher's basically gonna go through and spell yeah check the red it. marker you know we don't get the little red marker and the red pen and the comments in the freaking margin or any of that stuff it's all computerized now i mean it, what the hell and we then, and we then, put and the then, kids and, in a position where they have to learn it then. And then we had, like, $5 calculators growing up, and now the schools are wanting, like, $200 calculators to do these specific things for math that you're never going to freaking use <laughs> because uh, I'm not writing a four-page answer to one question in math when I can have it done in 30 seconds on a calculator. Well, what really uh, surprised me was I read a post about our local high school, and they were telling the kids, well, don't forget your Chromebooks for today. I was like, wait a second. That's a fucking calc... That's a computer. Now everything's done off the computer in school? Yeah. They, be, they Each kid, if they don't already have their own computer, they're given a Chromebook at school that they have to sign, like, a waiver on, and yeah. And their parents are responsible for it. What does that say about the state of teaching, then? Well, and if it's not a Chromebook, some schools give out tablets. Again, what's that tell us about the state of... You know what I would have done with that shit? I'd have been cheating my ass off. Well, see, that's the thing I don't get. You're not letting your kid... Your, the kids aren't being able to do the work anymore. I remember going to the library and you go into the, in, you know, their little index cards inside the file boxes to find a book. And it's like, now you don't even do that. You go into the library, you look up the book you want on the computer to go find it in the library if anybody even goes to a library anymore. I mean, I think now people only go to the library because you got free internet access, and you can, if you don't have a computer, you can use it at the library. I think that's where we can relate to this guy. 
And that's what's scary. Is because he makes you think. There's not a lot of people that actually make you think this hard. And this dude did. He scared the shit out of everybody. Because you never knew what the hell was going on. He sent 16 bombs. He killed 3. Uh, he wounded 23 more it says. I mean I, I'm, I'm a glutton for you know. Technology. I ain't gonna lie. Why is that though? Uh, I, I feel more at home just on a, a bank of a river. With, you see how I am about my cell phone. Yeah, you always leave it here. I don't want nothing to do with it. Nah. We'll go somewhere, even if it's just to go see the grandkids. You'll be like, do you got your phone? Because mine's at home. I'm like, yeah, I always have my phone. <laughs> and the only reason I care about it is when I go out on the bike is an emergency because you won't be able to find pay phones. Exactly. Other than that, I have no interest in it. Yeah, the only time you really uh, that I usually ever see you carry it is if you did go out on the bike, you'll carry it with you. You'll throw it in your saddlebag, and you'll have your phone with you if you're out by yourself. Right. But it's like, other than that, if I mean, if you and I are out together, they will not see you have a phone in your hand. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> why I can relate to some of the stuff this guy was talking about. Because... Everything's disconnected now. Mm. It kind of makes life boring. Well, whatever happened to... Because, okay, now everybody's into texting and emails, right? I, I know I'm a texting fanatic, to be honest. And instead of sitting down and writing a letter or sending a card... How many people yesterday... Hope you all had a good Mother's Day. But how many people yesterday sent a text... To their mom. Instead of saying hi. Instead of calling. I mean, I'm guilty. I sent a text. <laughs> I ain't gonna no, lie. I called, so I'm different. I, I, I sent a text saying happy Mother's Day with a cute little bouquet of flower gift. That, that was mine. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> but remember back when we used to send a card for every holiday with a little handwritten note in it. Does anybody do that anymore? I mean, even at Christmas time, you know, remember... People don't even send out the postcards with the pictures. Now it's all sent through Facebook and shit. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I remember y years ago, I'd send out like 50 plus Christmas cards every year and the postage was a pain. I mean, it was cheaper back then, so it wasn't so bad as it would be now. But it's like I'd have a list every Christmas and be like, oh, well, this person sent me a card last year, so I better send them a card. You know, it's like you send out the Christmas cards. I think now I'm lucky if I receive two. And the rest is all over and online. And everything else is on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. They text you, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hope you have a great day. I mean, it, it, that's how it is now. We have to face the fact of evolution, though. If we don't evolve and don't get into different technologies and stuff, well, the human race will always be stagnant. Where if I had my choice, I'd be living out in the middle of nowhere and away from people. Yeah. That'd be my You're, choice. That's true. That's true. I'd like to live in the 1800s, man. Early 1800s, late 1700s would be my perfect thing. You go out there, you get you a homestead. You have no fucking cell phones, none of that stuff, and you live. Yeah. Hard-working people. 
Yeah. Nowadays, with all the technology, it makes us it makes us lazy. It does. It makes us lazy. Oh yeah, I, I, there's been numerous times that our son will look at me and be like, "Ma, get off your phone." <laughs> get off your phone. I'm like, "Oh shit, sorry." <laughs> and it's aggravating. Or we'll sit there and we'll watch a movie, and you're on your phone. Yeah, but when I'm on my phone. I'm actually playing solitaire right <laughs> on my phone because who needs a deck of cards to play freaking solitaire anymore? You don't. And who needs a deck of cards to play poker? Do you know what I mean? It's like all these things that we used to do. I mean, we've done it. You've We're done, detached. We've, we've done it through di- you've done it through Discord a couple times playing poker online. Well, what happened to the good old days when all the guys would meet up at someone's house and have the scars ha- going and-, and be drinking and playing cards and just bullshitting? Or when I was growing up, a game I have no clue how to play is bridge with cards. And my my parents used to have, you know, once a month they would have people over to the house and they would play cards. Well, there was interaction. Yeah. They would be in at, person. They would be at the kitchen table. They'd be at the dining room table. There'd be a bunch of people, and they'd all be playing cards. And I'm like, my favorite thing is talking to old timers, old peoples. Yeah, I love talking to them because I always ask them, "Well, what was it like? What was this like? What was?" It's like I drive them crazy. That's how much interest I have in that kind of stuff because I feel like it's lost. You ask a kid to go up to an older person now, and they'll tell them the story how they didn't have certain things. These kids get a look of fright on their face. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, too, is it makes you really think about why people have, and I'm not saying anxiety in general. I'm just saying social anxiety. Just social anxiety because... They do all their communication on online. Well, they're disconnected. That's so why you get that. Going out and actually communicating with people in public and just having a conversation with a group of people or whatever. Are people really gonna be able to do that anymore? Or like Well, that's what I said. With the metaverse, you're not gonna have to do that. Well, I think with a lot of the stuff going on on the internet, you don't have to do that anymore. That's just like me. I I don't like being around a lot of people, and it's not because I got social anxiety. It's because I don't like social stupidity. I'm in a different category when it comes to that. Well, and then if you think about it, you got them, what do you call them, keyboard warriors? Mm -hmm. Where they'll say everything that they can online, but when you get in person... They don't say it. They don't say a damn thing. They're all quiet. (laughs) Maybe that's why I have a hard time around people with my mouth is because I don't like stupidity. No, I don't think anybody likes stupidity. But I take it to the extreme. You take it to the extreme. I let them know they're stupid. Yeah, you do. You don't let it down. Hell fucking no, man. You don't. You, you, You go for the whole, you go no holds barred. Now, if this guy did it in a different way, I don't think there would have been attention brought to it. What do you mean? If he wasn't the one who took the steps by, you know, these bombings and scaring the fuck out of people. When he printed his manifesto, man, everybody read that shit. Oh, and I think, you know, obviously his manifesto is what did him in. 
Well, it was because his uh, brother and sister seen it. And the cops had it planned. You know, and if But that's really... why I say at that point he probably lost his fucking mind being by himself because you got to have other human contact. Yeah. And then in his case, man, can't even trust your own family. Because you look at, well, prime example. They talk about it all the time. Astronauts in space. Mm-hmm. And some of the reasons why they can't go to Mars is, can you imagine living on a small freaking ship for a nine-month journey? I'd go fucking stir-crazy. That's like the other thing that you don't see anymore. I mean, you brought up astronauts, so this just like jumped in my head. Always thinking about space. Uh, well, I've got plenty of it in my head. <laughs> uh... NASA. Back when we were young, anytime a the spe- shuttle the would go shu- up. A, a shuttle would go up, it'd be a big event. A big event on TV. Now it's like, and the shuttle's landing. What? When the hell did one take off? <laughs> See, like, this is how far behind she is. She don't even know the shuttle's gone. No, it's all rockets now. It's all Elon Musk, baby. Well, you know, that's because he's cool like that. But seriously, you don't even know about this stuff until the after effects. Mm-hmm. Like, afterwards. I always wondered if Elon Musk and people that have that much money, if they get laid by a different broad every night. I'm just thinking out loud. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking out loud. All right. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. They finally sentenced him to eight uh, terms of life. Kaczynski. And he's in Florence, Colorado, and that's a hardcore fucking supermax where you don't get the fucking having. Now, is that just because anything. it's where his last bomb was? or what? Well, he's. A, no, it's because he was federally charged, and that's where they put all the high security inmates at. But so, he was already used to being alone. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, this care. guy's probably a cooked out fucking uh, psychopath worse than he was because he, he still has no human contact. No, he's isolated. From everything. And that's one thing, you know, in the future we got to talk about is the isolation that they put some of these inmates in. They wonder why they're fucking psycho. You can't put anybody in the fucking... uh, Why they get worse and not better. Yeah, they get worse. You put somebody in segregation or seg for two years with no contact, not doing nothing but coming out an hour a day, you get fucking stupid too. It's hu- inhumane, if you ask. Yeah, me. but some people are. Some people do the other side of the coin and say that's what they get. You know, you know, there's those people. There is. There is. I have to admit it. There is. So, what's your final thoughts on this guy? Did he make his point? I think he did get his point across the way he wanted to. Not the way some other people would actually try and get a point across, but that's how he wanted things to go, and I think he made his point very well heard. Mm-hmm. Very well said. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs>
download the Insane Throttle radio app and listen to the hottest modern rock on the planet. No commercials at all, just hard rock and roll, baby. Download the Insane Throttle radio app for Android now on Google Play. Rock on. Let's take that example that he just said. Was that Dirty Knobs where he said nobody watches TV anymore and... It's all about YouTube and Pornhub? I think so. <laughs> Even in an example like that, you can really see where people have gone. Now, thank God with YouTube, that's one of my second and third uh, platforms that I like using. I think people... Cause the most people watch, or the average, let's say the average, is six to eight minutes for a video. Six to eight minutes. And then they move on to another one. It's kind of like multitasking where they just want to get through and get a point and go. A lot of people that do do videos, you'll see it drop within the first you know, minute or two if you're not to the point. People want to get their information and get out of there. It's like the rat race is really screwing people up. They don't even take time to just chill. That's just like Pornhub. He brought up Pornhub too. Mm -hmm. Instead of having interaction with your broad, you want to get on Pornhub and jack one loose. And then you're done for today. It's easy accessibility. You don't have to go out and be that guy going in the back room of the video store or going... Those even exist anymore? Well, no video stores really exist at all anymore. All the ones I know that I've ever seen, they're all closed down. And things like Pornhub and some of these other sites... Easy access. It used to be a huge porn industry where you had to pay each month. Now you just get it for free. Mm-hmm. Kind of went the same way as cell phones, man. Remember when you had to pay all that high-ass fucking shit for cell phones? Yeah. Per minute? Yeah. Pay by the minute plan. Everything... Put your $50 down, you get $50 worth on your phone. When that runs out, you got nothing. <laughs> it's Technology is making stuff more accessible, if you will. Mm -hmm. You'd access it a lot damn more easy than you used to be able to. Yeah. I think that's making us lazy. Well, it's like, I i mean, I literally just posted in Discord uh, during the music break. I'm like, you used to know where everyone was at by all the bikes in the yard. Well, yeah, that's the old saying. That's the way it was, actually. Or I remember, be home before the streetlights come on was the big thing. And it's like, do, do the kids even do that anymore? No, that's what, what was it, Dirty Knobs that said that was... Now they act like you're punishing them if you send them outside. Oh, that was Coastal Wolf. Coastal Wolf. Yeah, he said, hell, you tell the kids to go outside and play, and they act like they're being punished. I'd have to say that's correct. I do agree. So what's a better way to ground your kid, make them go play outside, leave all the electronics inside? Then they're grounded. <laughs> the people are because actually doing that is taking away kids' electronics, not even sending them the room... Not slapping them on the ass. Take away the electronics. Take that's that is, big punishment. That, that is their punishment now. You pull all their electronics. That is how you punish your kids now.
And they're getting these things at what? Shit, nine, ten years old now? Well, our granddaughters are five and nine, and they both have tablets. Both have tablets. And they both have cell phones. And that's freaking, you know, the cell phones don't work, but... You yeah, know. they don't have... Their cell phones are just for them to play uh, music. Music and games and all that kind of crap. But it's it's like, what, what do you need it for? I really can see where this guy was coming from. I mean, we get we get we go over to the grandkids' house, and the first thing they do, like the twins, they'll grab my phone and they want to hear Baby Shark like a thousand times. Baby Shark, no, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna get that stuck in my fucking head. It was just <laughs> like when my kids were smaller at fucking Barney. Okay, I wanted to be a part of the Kill Barney Club. But it's like, that's the first thing that they want to do is they want grandma to put on Baby Shark and then they just dance around the room, which is the cutest thing ever. But at the same time, then you're stuck with that damn song in your head for like days. Days on end. And it's like, ugh. I remember going to work the last time we saw them. I went to work afterwards and I swear to God, I was standing behind the register singing that damn song in my head for at least an hour. But don't you think it's gotten bad when, a, you know, people just go to a porn hub and just jack one off and they don't even have, uh, you know, relations with the other one? Mm. It's pretty fucked up. It really is. It's like, damn, it's becoming like that demolition man when they put the uh, virtual reality stuff on and that's how they had sex. I wonder if it's going to be going that way in about, uh, you know, what, 50 years? Oh, you don't have to put the effort in. Don't have to do it. Coastal Wolf's asking, please don't get that song stuck in my head. <laughs> Baby, shark, 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 shark. <laughs> Too bad you just sang it wrong. But, okay, like, Morbic made a comment that we used to drink out of the water hose. Okay, yeah. What happened to those days? We can't do that in this freaking town, but. I won't. I, the only time I drink water, it has to be out of a bottle now. Mm-hmm. But we used to all go as kids and fill up, a, you know, fill up a bottle, you know, with the water from the sink and go play sports. And we have our little water bottle with us. And it wasn't like these plastic ones, you know, the little water bottles you get like in the cases from the store. It, it's different. We had them big, dumb, stupid water bottles with like Charlie Brown or <laughs> Snoopy or whatever on them. Which whatever. I think, uh, you know. It all comes down to, yes, he was correct. Technology has fucked us. It's time for Cards Against Humanity. Get your nastiness ready. Okay, let's see what China Doll has ready for us today. How stupid or actually fun it is. You know, she picks these questions, not Hollywood. This is her segment. Blame her if it ain't no good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, top six answers are on the board. Here's your question. (laughs) Name something that gets smaller the more you use it. (laughs) I'd have to say, you know, somebody's penis. (laughs) You get older, you you lose your girth, you know. and, and, And you think I'm terrible? That was the exact same thing on my mind. You said it, not me. You said it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is your clit get bigger the more you play with yourself with the vibrators? No. 
They don't? No. Why? Some women have some uh, sized uh, clits, if you know what I mean. Grandpa Slayer said a joint. Oh, <laughs> see, that's what I'm pissed about. You know, I got uh, somebody who sent me some seeds and I can't even plant the fuckers because of the weather out here. Coastal Wolf just got number two, a pencil. <laughs> a pencil gets smaller the more you use it. So it ain't a penis. It ain't a, you know, you, no. ain't, a, you ain't your pecker. It ain't your pecker. A pecker did not make the list. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> What else we got? Dirty Knobs said lumber. Morbic said ice cream. Well, yeah. Dirty Knobs. Candy. Oh, come on, you guys. Remember the good old days with the chalkboards? What is the one thing? Chalk. Chalk. Or sidewalk chalk that these kids play with outside. Some kids. Remember we had a, if you were lucky as a kid, you would have to be able to clean the, the erasers. You, you used put to be able to do. Machine. Yeah, you used to be able to erase the board and then. We didn't have no machine at our school. We would actually just slap the erasers together. Where the hell is all the good shit gone? No, because it's no longer, it's no it's longer all dry erase it's bullshit. Dry erase or a Google now. Chrome. Yeah, dry erase boards. God, you know what would suck with those? Pissing off the teachers, leave the caps off all their markers. <laughs> yeah, we used to be the a holes that would stick the chalk inside the eraser. So when they went to erase the board, yeah, it just, like, sc screwed it all up. <laughs> I don't know. I was dumb. I used to do it all the time. It was great. What's the rest of the answers? What well, do we got? Number one is soap. People still use bar soaps. I don't, but people do. Then pencils, number two. Women, lipstick. Hello. Your lipstick's going to get smaller. Especially if you give a nice head. And the more you use that pencil and use that eraser on the other end, that eraser is going to get smaller. Or if you're like I was back in high school, those erasers made really good earring stops if you lost your backing. <laughs> <laughs> or the one thing you use it more often, it gets smaller. That's because your wallet, the more money you spend, the smaller your wallet gets. <laughs> Especially if it's the hands of China now. Nuh-uh. Shut up. <laughs> Anyway, don't forget to watch our show tonight, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. China Dow's going to be giving you some advice right there. And I would do anything for love. I'd run right into hell and back. I would do anything for love. I'll never lie to you and that's a fact.
Everybody, it's me, China. Don't settle for less. Cause I've been living life right like I could just die any minute. 
You may be wondering why I came up with don't settle for less. Well, here it is. I don't get a lot of emails, but I actually got one. And they asked my opinion. So I'm going to give my opinion. These two best friends, well, one was getting married. The other one was the maid of honor. Well, the maid of honor didn't have a date. So the bride decided that she was going to arrange a blind date, which happened to be with the best man. And the maid of honor felt obligated to go on this blind date, which the sad part was it was the day of the wedding. And she felt like she was obligated. Well, because he's the best man, they're going to be, you know, hanging around a lot together in photos and, you know, doing things for the bride and the groom. So she did because she felt obligated. And funny thing is, is she kind of stayed with him after the wedding and they were dating for a while because she felt like she kind of owed her best friend something or maybe it was just a relationship of convenience hmm let's think about that you know because dating and relationships can be tough especially in today's world where it seems finding the right person is getting harder and harder than it ever has before i feel for those that are still trying to do dating I really do. This is why some people tend, like in this situation, she settled for this relationship. Why? Because she felt obligated to also because, you know, everybody else that the the two of them were with were in relationships. And maybe for all we know, it's because. She didn't want to be alone, so she just settled for this guy she met at a you know few months before a wedding. Well, self-esteem issues and social insecurity can cause people to settle. You know, who doesn't want to be in a relationship? I think everybody does, in a, in, in their own way. Some people, there are very few that I know that are extremely happy to just be single. I guess you could say play the field. But a lot of people, they want to settle down. They want to have that relationship. They want to get married. They want to have kids. Maybe not have kids, but get married and have somebody that they can rely on and depend on, you know, whenever 24-7, I guess you can say. And you're single more power to you what's that like i don't know um but as far as settling let's let let's see what let's see what kind of things we can come up with here if you're in a relationship and they won't hold your hand while you're walking together Guy or girl, this can go either way. They won't hold they won't hold your hand. Or you ever notice, which I didn't know till like many, you know, like maybe years back, um, it took a long time for me to realize that a lot of times when you're walking on the sidewalk, 
or walking down the side of a street, you ever notice that most men put the women on the inside and they're on the outside closest to the traffic? Hmm. I think that's to protect the woman. At least to me, that's how I look at it. Well, what if that guy that you're with has you walking on the outside? Mm-mm, that ain't right. Personally, I think you need to find someone whose hand you can feel. Like, someone that you can walk through the rest of your life with. If they don't tell you how they feel or show you. You know, I don't know how many times we've done shows in the mornings on uh, our morning shows on the radio and Discord um, about, you know, communication is the key. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, th- I think you should always be able to have that conversation with the person you're in a relationship um, and be straight up and tell them how you feel. Or if you not if you're not good with words, why don't you show them how you feel? You know, find someone who's who likes who kisses you because they like your touch. Or someone who pulls you close when you're sitting and watching a movie. Or uh I know some people that have done this one. How about a person that stays awake because there's just something about you and they sit there and watch you sleep? You guys ever hear of anybody that's done that? You guys ever done that yourself? Watch your significant other sleep? And I'm not saying because you're thinking about putting the pillow on their face either. I'm talking about watching them because they amaze you so much. And they fill you with so much joy and excitement and they make you so happy that you just sit there and watch them in almost like an amazement. That's an amazing feeling. How about, you know you just settled if they don't bring you around your friends or even their family me that means they're you know they're hiding you from someone they don't want their friends to meet you they don't want their family to meet you because they don't want their friends to know you're in a relationship Hmm. then you need to find someone who will proudly introduce you to your their friends and family and if they won't introduce you to their friends and family as someone that they love Stay single. Seriously. If you can't have your man or your woman introduce you to their friends or their family and say, hey, this is who I love. This this is who I am with. There's no point in being with them. There is absolutely no point in being in that relationship. To me, you settled. If they don't appreciate spending time with you, And you better find somebody who'll be glad for even a few moments of, you know, if you, you know, work a lot. 
if you work a lot and you only have like 10 or 15 minutes before you go to work to spend time with your significant other and you do, those are good moments. Or the 10 or 15 minutes before bed, those are good moments. But if you guys are like two ships passing in the night, why'd you settle for that relationship? How about those that don't text back? See, you know, what's funny is you don't even have to be in a relationship for that texting back thing. You could just be friends with somebody and you put a text out there and you don't get a response. Hmm. You know, me personally, if I text somebody and I don't get a text back, you know, I have the stupidest stuff that I that run through my head. Seriously, I sit there and go, did I piss them off? Did I say something? Did I do something? Oh my God, what did I do? And then when you get that response, you're like, oh, I guess not. I guess I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> God, I should stop thinking that way. If people don't have the time, which takes about two seconds to say hi or two seconds to like respond back with the littlest thing, I don't even care if it's a stupid emoji or, you know, the gifts that everybody's so big on giving, which I think those are fun or anything. You know, just some sort of little response to know that you, you know, saw their message or that you, you're you showing, uh, I guess, that you know they're there. You know they exist. Because if you don't have somebody that'll do the simple thing like that, whether it's a relationship or even a friendship, what are you in it for? It's like that person's taking advantage of your feelings. I mean, I get it. If you're at work and you're busy, then text back, like, be like, hey, just saw this, or hey, busy, you know, because you're at work, you know, something. Just acknowledge the person's existence that you, that messaged you. One of my other things is, People that are serious all the time, they don't want to play around or joke around, play games, because they say it's childish. Oh, that is like a big pet peeve. Dude, there ain't nothing wrong with joking, goofing, you know. I know Hollywood can't stand being tickled, so I I just don't cross that line. Me, I like it. I think it's fun. (laughs) I like tickling people, but, you know, if he doesn't want to, it's fine. You know, he doesn't like it. Oh, well. But joking around, uh, making wisecracks, like my son coming in uh, my room the other day, and I'm just, I just got dressed, and I'm just standing there, and he looks at me, he goes, Hey, Ma, if it wasn't for you wearing a bra, you'd look like a stick figure. Hey, yeah, I get it. I'm getting a little skinny, but hey, that's whatever. But it's like, that's joking around. It's playing around. I know because he like he'll I'll look at him and be like, oh, that's so mean. Why are you so rude? And he's like, mom, just kidding. Well, you know, because that's the kind of relationship we have. We're always joking around. 
also, it's like, it's not childish to joke around and play around and have some fun and not always be serious 24-7. How can you get through life being serious 24-7? I think you'd be kind of dull and boring. And if I was around somebody that was serious 24-7, I'd have to, like, run away or something. Like, no, no, you got to be able to have fun. The biggest thing is, is don't settle for less than a person who realizes the hardest part was getting you, wasn't getting you. Wait, take two. The hardest part wasn't getting you. The hardest part is keeping you. I mean, to be honest with you, getting somebody to be with you or, you know, be your friend, be your significant other, whatever have you, getting somebody to be in your life is the easy part. The hardest part is keeping them in your life. Yeah, everybody's going to have their ups and downs, their, you know, their, their arguments. No relationship is perfect. It's not. And if you say your relationship's perfect, hmm, think about it. Because I, I, I don't think any relationship is 100% perfect. Everybody's got their flaws. Even though, like in my short, I said, you know, our flaws are what make us who we are. Which is true. But there, there, there is no 100% perfect. You're going to always have disagreements. You're not going to agree on everything. You're going to argue about things. And that's okay. Because if you can, you know, if you can't argue calmly, the best bet for you to do is walk away and come back to it and be like, hey, now that we've calmed down, let's discuss the situation. But you got to prove to the person that you love how much they really mean to you. I don't mean going out and buying them all kinds of crazy stuff. It's the little things that you do. Um, smile at them from across the room. Uh, make them feel like they're loved and they're wanted. If somebody can't do that for you, then you obviously settled. There are a lot of people out there that are just, there There are, getting in relationships because they think that's all they can get. It's not true. There is somebody out there for everyone. I think so. And sometimes there's more than one out there for everyone. There's, you know, because everybody thinks that you can only have your first love. Well, people's had more than first love, second loves, third loves. I'm sure I'm somewhere way down the line on Hollywood's list of all his exes and girlfriends and his ex-wife and whatever, what have you. Um, I mean, you have your first crush, you have your first boyfriend, you have your first you know, whatever. Everybody's got a first, but it doesn't mean that there couldn't be a second. 
Um, obviously, I'm his, you know, second wife, Hollywood's second wife. But don't settle for someone out of convenience. Don't settle for someone because all your friends have dates. So be the third wheel. Who cares? You'll eventually find someone. I mean, I don't know how many times I've gone out with friends and it was me and they were, that was with a couple. And yeah, I was the odd man out. But that's usually because Hollywood's busy in the studio. But that's okay. He's got to do what he's got to do. But don't settle for anything less than who you are and what you really want. There is somebody out there for everyone. I believe that 100%. And if you don't do it right the first time, there's a second time. I know people that have been married three or four times. There's always going to be that one person. You'll find that person. Maybe at the end of a rainbow. Who knows? Well, thanks for listening. Love ya. See you next time on China.